From Fortress Funds Managers, this is Do It For Grantly, a podcast where we speak with women and men in Barbados about their grantlees and other money matters. I'm Kim Howard, Marketing Manager at Fortress, and my co-host is Omar Kennedy. Hello, listeners. An entrepreneur, author, and former financial manager. Today, we're bringing you House Hunters as we explore investing in property to fund your future. We're joined by experienced realtor and attorney at law, Lily Dash. Lily is also CEO of Villabound, a company providing premier villa rentals. Also with us today is Kelly Johnnelly, who shared some of her homeowner journey in our Millennial Investor episode. Kelly is a sales and communications expert, and she's back to share a bit more with us. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. So let's get to it. Financial security doesn't grow on trees. It's built brick by brick with smart investments and a strong partner. To retirement, education, and whatever your future may hold, we say, bring it on. At Fortress Fund Managers, we're not afraid of the hard work, long hours, or steady saving, just like you aren't. We know better than anyone that you can't just hope for good luck. Call Fortress Fund Managers on 435-7777 to build your personal fortress. Your future, our business. Fortress. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Do It For Grantly. Today, we have two special guests with us, Lily Dash. Hi, Lily. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm well, and you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so grateful to be here. No problem at all. (laughs) We're glad that you could make it. And we have back with us, Miss Kelly Johnnelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hi. Always happy to talk about money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always happy to hear about it. (laughs) I'm happy to get it. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. (laughs) There we are. All right. So today we're going to talk about real estate as an investment option. Um, And we know we talk about mutual funds and we talk about other ways that you can invest. Last time, I think we spoke with both Kelly and Future about how they invest uh, both through real estate and also as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about real estate. And so that's why Lily's here with us. Lily, you are the founder and CEO of Villabound. That's right. Yes. And Villabound is a real estate company that specializes in premium villa rentals. So before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about Fortress. Mm -hmm. And Fortress is a mutual fund company operating in Barbados since 1996. We provide mutual funds for investors, both on an individual level and a corporate level, as well as offering them Barbados dollar and U.S. dollar options, investing in various assets in Barbados, the Caribbean, and across the world. Omar is going to tell us a little bit more about what mutual funds are and how they work. A mutual fund is an investment product which pulls together money from investors and puts it in one big pot. So what happens is they take Fortress takes this huge pot and invests it in different stocks and bonds and countries all over the world. Things that you would not be able to do as an individual easily. So what happens then is because they're investing in these hundreds and thousands of stocks and hundreds of different bonds, you get to benefit from the principle of diversification not putting all of your eggs in one basket so that way you can maximize any potential returns and minimize any potential losses if there's a shakeup in the market it's an excellent way to invest your money awesome and i just want to remind everyone listening that this is not our first episode we've got 17 previous episodes that you can catch on our website or in any place that you listen to podcasts so you can all check them out we've talked about things like saving and investing versus family money matters um, investing in your health and a number of other areas so check them all out on fortressfund.com now On our last episode, we talked to Kelly and Future about how they're achieving financial independence through the power of investing. And one of the interesting methods that Kelly is pursuing 
uh, is through property ownership. And that's why she's back with us. <laughs> now, we wanted to delve into that topic a bit more. And we wanted to bring Lily on to share her perspective on real estate, because not only is she a realtor, but she's also a real estate attorney. Yeah. All right. So tell us, we've been always talked about owning a piece of the rock, and right. that's a dream for many Barbadians. And, uh, you know, we, there's only so much rock available. So what is it that we need? What are some of the things that people need to understand about owning a property? And what are all the options that are available to people in Barbados? So if you want to go first, right. Lily. Okay, so I can't stress heavily enough how important investing is, mm -hmm. right? I have been investing since you know my early 20s, and I still do today, and it's just so important. I mean, if you have any, you know, having money and having cash, imagine you have a $100 bill, right? A grand lee. A grand lee. Imagine you have a grand lee. Now imagine getting a lighter and lighting fire to that <laughs> grand lee. I cannot. That is what you are doing when you fail to invest your Grantly, mm -hmm. right? You are lighting it on fire. You may, that is exactly what you're doing. So there are so many reasons why you should be doing it. And I love that we're bringing up mutual funds here and the stock market and real estate diversification mm -hmm. is enormously important. My mom always used to tell me from young that money is like a dog. If you don't contain it, it will run away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. So back to real estate. Mm -hmm. um, stream of income, multiple mm -hmm. streams of income, enormously important from multiple investments, whether that be a business, properties. You know, you can take control of your own retirement if you have multiple. And so many people have. I mean, you can buy books on this. You can find people in your community who have, who own the apartments, buildings, and the commercial buildings who are earning a passive income off of their off of their investments mm -hmm. all throughout their lives. People who can actually retire at 45 because they have three or four income generating properties, right? Or an apartment mm -hmm. building. These are people that are in our community in Barbados that we can, you know, that we'll find at church. And this is very real. Um, so, and it's not difficult. I mean, it's not difficult to get into the property market that's like, what you want to hear about so tell us right how, i mean how, how do you get mortgage in? mortgage rates have never been lower mm -hmm. really we're seeing mortgage rates at 3.25 percent 3.5 percent we have not seen it this low all you need is a 10 percent deposit mm -hmm. i really don't recommend 100 percent mortgages you want to try and build up some equity in your prop in your property as fast as you can and mm -hmm. do that you can do that by putting a 10 15 percent what as much as you can afford into the property and then you know if you're young and you have a 30-year mortgage you know your mortgage payments are are relatively low and you can decide how much you want to pay if you if you've earned more that month for whatever reason you can you can pay more towards it and very time passes so quickly and you can say oh well in that time i've been able to build up this much equity in these properties mm -hmm. because you know every month you know you're you're working and you're putting your money towards some dollar cost averaging out into the mm -hmm. understood definitely. into the market well, you've, you've thrown a lot out there to us for sure yeah definitely um so one of the main things that you would advise the average person to do is not to go for 100 percent mortgage you know pay down as much as you can what else would you tell the average person um who was looking to get a piece of land or to get a house what other pieces of information would you tell them you know make sure you have this on your mind when you're going forward to, to, to get this new investment. Okay, um, yeah. so if you start young and have this in mind, goals are really, really important, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're 18 and you're listening to this, start thinking about this. Um, you need to be, if you're going to be borrowing from the bank, mm -hmm. you, need to be able to, you need to be able to prove that you have a revenue stream, whether that be a, a stable job mm -hmm. or a business. Mm -hmm. 
I'm really passionate about business. I'm really <laughs> passionate about online businesses. Mm-hmm. We're here talking about global markets mm-hmm. from Barbados. Mm-hmm. We have access to the whole world here. Mm-hmm. You know, at Fortress, you have it. We, you know, through the internet, you have it. So you can build an online business from here and you can show that you have these revenue streams to the bank. Mm-hmm. And once you have three or four years, three years of that, the bank is more than happy to lend you, you know, 90% understood for, uh, for this okay. so that's enormous mm-hmm. right you need to be able to prove to the bank that you are good for the money okay perfect so you need to start working hard from young also um i said be brave mm-hmm. you know i think everything new you know takes you know if you're now investing in a piece of property it's a little scary right of course, yeah. what if i can't make all the payments or you know even though it's very likely that you will be able to mm-hmm. and once you have that responsibility it'll become a must for you, right? And and it'll it'll just encourage and accelerate your growth mm-hmm. in so many ways. Okay. I got you. Um, Kelly, do you have anything to add? I agree with a few things that were said before. Um, definitely, where possible, start early. But at the same time, if you are looking at real estate as an investment, the way you look at real estate as an investment is different how, from how you may look at real estate for your primary home. Same way with any other vehicles such as mutual funds or a savings account. You're expending money to get money back. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at real estate, you really need to look at the cost of borrowing, which Lily said is quite low, and it is true. The cost of borrowing, but also how quickly do you need to get back this money? Are you investing in a property to sell it or are you investing in a property to rent it? Because your expectations in terms of what you're expecting back in terms of cash flow are very different. So when you look at real estate or property as a part of your portfolio, very much in the same way that you would look at shares or mutual funds or a fixed deposit, you need to look at what you expect or what you need that asset to do over a period of time. And that will help you select or help guide the direction of your investment. Now, Lily talked about being brave. Was mm-hmm. that Tell us how, what helped you to be brave when you first got on the property ladder. Oh, I think I probably just bit off more than I could chew. <laughs> Honestly, I think sometimes that if you have all the details, right, or know every horror that could come from a process, you probably would not start. So you can start listening now, everyone. <laughs> you can start listening. Okay, I'll tell you what went right. Um, there are a lot of seasoned professionals in the market that can guide a property purchase. You have your real estate agent who is an ally. I think sometimes people think real estate agents only deal with a high-end property or a certain clientele. But a real estate agent can help you navigate the space. This is something they do daily. They know the questions to ask things that you may not necessarily have top of mind. You're a banker. Sometimes people give the banks a bad rap. You know, you often hear people complaining, well, the bank didn't do this or the bank didn't do that. But the bank also clearly sets out for you several steps, right? That once you follow them, it puts you as an individual in a better position to handle the responsibility of borrowing. So those are two things that help speaking to other people who have done this. Mm. You know, you do not necessarily need to speak to someone who has 15 or 20 properties. Speak to people about what their experience has been like. And I find once you have that kind of information, you can at least make an educated decision um, how to move forward. That is not to say you may not have some challenges and there will be the unforeseen. Um, The second property I bought that was, was in foreclosure. I was warned and it was a learning experience. <laughs> whole heap of things happened that I did not expect. But you can do a lot 
to, for want of a better word, not minimize your risk or the challenges, but it will bolster you. And it will help you in the moments where you need to be brave to at least be able to see the, the finish line. Like, yes, it's going to be a fight, but you know, every storm runs out of rain at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a clear plan essentially is what you need to do and to, to look for the guidance where you can find it with whether it's ex- experts or other people who've been through this process. I would definitely say so. And I think people really need to think about if you are using real estate as an investment tool and not as the house that you're going to live in, you need to be very, very pragmatic about it. I often hear people saying, yeah, yeah, I got some money put down. I will buy a house. I'll buy a house to do what? (laughs) Buy a house where? Oh, well, I will rent it. How much do you plan to rent it for? Because your real estate agent can give you some indication in terms of what the market will deal for this particular property. So if you already know that the most this house is going to rent for is $3,500, it may not make sense to go and get a $3,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. But that is when you're looking to invest. Similarly, um, are you buying it to sell? to flip it Mm -hmm. you know we see all these real estate shows with people fixing up properties are you flipping the house because in that case you can be you need to be discerning you know you can literally go for the worst house in the best neighborhood if i'm looking to rent it that may not be the best idea do i have the money to fix it and even if i do have the money to fix it can i do without that cash long enough that just renting it alone will bring it back so i think that you need to be pragmatic and your real estate agent and your banker are two people that having had a lot of experience probably more than you will have as an individual can say listen you know xyz property is going to be going up for sale this development nothing like a foreclosure list um (laughs) these properties are in distress um so and so is a motivated seller nothing like a motivated seller either these are things that can help you make a wise decision in terms of if you're going to use property for investment purposes as opposed to i want to live here (laughs) Understood. I'd actually segue here. You actually set, made a very a few, a few salient points. One of the things I would like to add is that you mentioned that you know it takes a lot of research. You have to speak to persons, mm-hmm. and many people may not believe that it's for them. Yes. A lot of persons don't believe mutual funds are for them either. True. But it's actually if when you when you really get to do the, your research and understand what's going on, you realize that re- uh, mutual funds are for the average man as well. You know, and a lot of persons, the John public, also owns property. So don't yes. believe that's only for a certain person who owns who makes so much money anyone can do these things as long as you are prepared and you tend to think similar with mutual funds Mm -hmm. that you need to have a lot to start correct you Mm -hmm. know you tend to think okay if you're going in yes there are funds that have restrictions in terms of what you need to start with Mm -hmm. but usually when you hear people talking about oh i'm going to get into property they think you need to go and buy an apartment building Mm-hmm. You don't need to start there. Correct. Um, what you really are looking at is the margin between what you are paying for borrowing and what you are getting at the end of the month. And you could be getting a thousand dollars on a property that you are paying a thousand dollars mortgage mm-hmm. on, or you could be getting a thousand dollars on a property you're paying four thousand dollars on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So for myself, I wanted to be able to get as many properties as possible. But I knew I couldn't go and buy a million dollar property. That was not possible. But you can start with a three hundred thousand dollar one. Mm-hmm. You could start with a two fifty. And I agree with what Lily said that if it is possible, try to put forward as much of a deposit as possible because you want to own your asset ultimately. You don't want if you can avoid it 
you don't want to be paying um for 30 years or for 25 years 15 years is usually a sweet spot for most people okay so one of the things that you've mentioned and i want to talk to both you and lily about this was location like in terms of where where exactly you're going to buy this property because you touched on something about you know how much you're going to get in a particular location how big a factor is that lily in terms of if somebody's trying to buy a property for an as an investment how much consideration should they give to exactly where this property that they're interested in may be located because you may find great this costs 200 and something thousand that's a steal i would love to buy that that's great it's in good condition it's three bedrooms whatever the case may be but then how much should you consider location? Okay, it's enormous, right? I'm, in, I'm also in the tourism industry. Mm-hmm. And you want to maximize your options, right? You want to maximize the, the size of the marketable market that you have. If you, in a place like Barbados, it's super important, or I believe it's super important to be near the sea, mm-hmm. close to the sea, walking, di- walking distance, you can see the sea somewhere on the on the coast or close to the coast because then you can access the foreign market you can also access the local market and you can then decide am i going to rent this out on airbnb or as a vacation rental or am i and you have the option to do both versus a house in glen acres or st george difficult to get really high occupancy rates in smack bam in the middle of the country where there's no you know facilities but it might be good for like a family but it might be good but it might be good for a local family but it's very you know you're talking about being able to two different markets you know a long-term rental what it can get um versus you know a short-term rental you know you could earn four times in one month on a on a short-term rental okay then you could earn it on a long-term rental so i think keep your options open it's very difficult it's quite difficult to find something near the coast but if you are diligent and persistent and like you said counsel there is safety in the multitude of counsel (laughs) go out there and make as many friends as you possibly can in the market and and it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack but you know it's definitely worthwhile when you find that one investment that you know it's not one you it's not one you sell it's when you buy okay where you make your, where the value is understood now we talked a little bit about um i guess the fact that the interest rates right now for mortgages are a lot lower than they have been traditionally and would you say that that issue like the issue of funds is one of the biggest deterrents for people deciding to purchase a property yeah whether for home or investment purposes so but you know seven or eight years ago i actually had a mortgage brokering company Right, and I would assist people in finding the best mortgage for them. Mm-hmm. And certainly, you know, ninety percent of people borrow money from the bank, right? Even foreigners borrow money from the bank, and um, and you know, and you you have to prove that you have to prove to the bank that you're that you're a good investment ultimately. So. I, I would I would say yes. that's that's an enormous <laughs> <laughs> that that's a big topic. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and are you seeing now with the shift in terms of mortgage rates, have you seen an increase in locals um, getting onto the property ladder, like first-time home buyers or property buyers? Yeah, I mean, over the years, you know, in the, we've seen a, some economic slowdown, mm-hmm. right, which we've started to see an increase last year. But, um, m- you know, more and more, more and more young people, single people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of single people, like, you know, or you know, like you said, um, who would come into my office and 
you know, really looking to do a conveyance for themselves, whether it be a piece of land or a house of some kind. But yeah, I definitely think it's definitely trending. Property is definitely <laughs> trending. It will be trending um, from now until the foreseeable future. I can tell everybody needs a place to live. Okay, you called a very big word just now. Um, we like to break things down a little bit. What's a conveyance? A conveyance. So um, that is the legal that's the legal document Mm -hmm. which vests title in um, the ultimate owner oh okay no problem so can you take us through the steps then you mentioned conveyancing what are the steps I've identified a property I've met with a realtor I love this place. I I want to buy. I've gone to the bank. Is that the right. next step? Okay. The next step would so be the, f- no, the, no. the first step. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to go to the market, any market, or to the mall without knowing how much money you have to spend. Ah, right. True. So certainly, you need to go to your banker and figure out how much will you, how much will you allow, how okay. much will you give me. Okay. Once you have that, and you're you're once you have that, you can then go to the market and look around and look around. This is such an important task. This is more important than your job, right? <laughs> this is a job. This is where you will find value. And this jo- this particular job of going out there into the market and finding a property and making sure that you have the right deal is where your money is, right? That's that's the money right there. Okay, and you're talking about looking around. Are we, are we talking about driving around, Kelly? Did you drive around or were you looking online? I did a bit of both. Okay. And I agree with that. I think you had asked the question, if um, money is the deterrent, you know, the deterrent to stop people from getting into the market, it does play a factor. But there just seems to be this misconception that buying property is fast. Mm. That, you know, I go to the bank today, they give me the letter today, I go and I see an ad in the paper, I go to the person, I give them the letter and poof, it happens. Those things are, those occasions can happen, you know, but they are infrequent. If you really want to make money on a property, it's what she said, it is at the price you buy it and you do need to look. You really do need to look. Um, In terms of where to look, the coast is always lucrative. Tell people, look where you see utilities and chaffettes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was a joke. I, remember I bought a property in Coverley at the time, the villages, mm-hmm. at a time where I got a lot of shade. People were like, why are you buying a house down there? It was like, they're so close together. I, but I remember I went to the opening of Shafet Lancaster, mm-hmm. and they spoke about uh, having one in Newton. At that time, it is just a patch of land. Mm-hmm. I can see nothing. But at that time, it was confirmed that they had it. So I said, okay. <laughs> I think Shafet has the best location theory in Barbados. They must know something is coming down there. Here, you can have my money, Coverly. <laughs> and so said, so done. But usually once you see gas stations going up um, mm. and other utilities going into an area, the area is about to be developed. And usually at that time, when that kind of infrastructure is going in, the cost of land or property is quite low. It is quite low and it gives you time to get yourself together because you may not necessarily have 600,000, 500,000, 300,000 to go and put up a house, but you may have the 80,000 to go and buy the land at that time. And I've been, as I've been paying attention to the market, just seeing where even people start to cut roads, you know, mm-hmm. where you start to see light and power putting up lights. <laughs> you know, these little things are indicators that development it's is coming. coming to an area. That's, that's, that's actually really good guidance right there. It is 
it is like the, the surest way once you start to see bus stops going in roads going in lights going in, and all these different things when you can hear the water authority is starting to dig trenches out in this area development is coming to an area and then you also watch people who have been good at investing there's a movie that i quite like i call sabrina it's an old one i think it was harrison i think it might have been harrison ford that's there but long story mm -hmm. short um a chauffeur a mature chauffeur he took uh he drove a billionaire around when his daughter was ready to move out into the world he was able to give her a million dollars right so naturally her daughter the daughter asked but daddy how how did you save this money and she said at the end of the day i never had the money that my boss had but when i saw him do x i put a little bit behind it mm. right and it, i remember selling somebody when they laughed and they said why you would put the way they would put a chauffeur in lancaster and i remember saying listen something is going to go in lancaster something will go just last week standing minding my business at port at polo I heard a developer speaking about Lancaster. <laughs> right? I said, see it there now? <laughs> but by the land in Lancaster, something will come. So it is always good to see where development is starting to take place or where discussions are happening because it's not overnight, but it will happen in time. And if you can get in early, you will win. So more like, they build it and you will come. Listen, they just gonna <laughs> let me know they are building it, right? And I will start to look around it. I have a question. I'm going back to money and um, and how what what we can afford. Mm -hmm. Suppose the the bank says, uh, Mr. Kennedy, you can afford to have a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Mm -hmm. Should I max out no. that five hundred thousand, or should I say, well, you know, maybe I should give myself some leeway? No, Go. she said, don't do it, and I firmly agree. Mm -hmm. Do not do it if mm -hmm. you are doing it for investment purposes. Mm -hmm. The reason being is that what you can. What you can pay for and what you can afford are two different things. Absolutely. Right? And people sometimes mm -hmm. get confused. Not because you can make a payment means you can afford something. Mm -hmm. People tend to buy property early. You mm -hmm. know, your 20s, your 30s. You don't know if you're going to have kids. You don't know if you're going to get sick. You don't know if you're going to have to take care of an aging parent. All of these things are going to come on top mm -hmm. of the cost of what you have borrowed. A spouse can die. You can get, exactly. you can get a divorce. Exactly. Interest rates can raise. You don't know. And mm -hmm. you want to... It is still a risk. Mm -hmm. You want to... Minimize the risk as much as possible by borrowing as little as you need to to get the maximum return. I'm not telling that everybody can come with a 20% deposit, but if the purpose is to invest in the property to make money from it, mm -hmm. you want to be able to own that property as quickly as possible. So as big a deposit as you can come. So if I know that for my next property, I ideally would like to have a $50,000 deposit right it will take me a while to get it together ideally i want fifty thousand i'm not going to buy a five hundred thousand dollar house mm. that fifty thousand dollars <laughs> is for a two hundred and eighty thousand dollar studio you know and it will go like that but as far as you can yeah the bigger the deposit the better you said the first step was that you need to find out how much your spending money is right go ahead and tell us what else you should do after that right so once you've figured out how much you can spend then you can go to the market and you can find and secure the property that you're looking for so in order to secure the property you need a 10 percent deposit right at minimum at minimum at minimum like kelly was saying um and in order to, usually your attorney will not let you submit the 10% deposit unless you have a commitment letter from the bank, which basically guarantees the other 90%, okay. right? So, so that's, that, that's very important. And sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to get that, like three weeks, sometimes depending on how quickly your bank is willing to go. And once you have that, you can submit your deposit 
obviously the, your relationship with your attorney is very important this this process if you're borrowing from the bank takes about five months on average oh, wow. okay mm-hmm. on average um you, you know the bank has to send their valuer they have their own attorney you're dealing with four different attorneys three different attorneys oh whose attorney my attorney the, the purchase bank's attorney the purchase and, the mer- and the sellers right uh-huh. right right exactly so um so very important that you're patient, mm-hmm. you understand that, you have a good dialogue with your with your attorney back and forth, get their WhatsApp <laughs> uh, so that you can so you can contact them. Yeah. Yeah. Contact right. them so they can exactly can see if the message was read um, <laughs> and go from there. But it's not I th- I've also developed an online tool at law.bb which allows you to go online and calculate your legal fees based on wow. based mm-hmm. on um, okay. so if it's a $500,000 this is I haven't seen it in the market usually you have to go and have a consultation with your mm-hmm. attorney and pay for that consultation before you'll get that um, get breakdown. that breakdown mm-hmm. what's that website again? it's called law.bb okay Okay. Uh, sorry so now mm-hmm. so you've found out how much you need to shop you have identified the property that you want you've gone forward with your deposit the bank has offered their letter of commitment for the remainder and you're now in discussions with the attorneys the attorneys are back and forth what are they back and forthing about right so the first is the draft agree- the draft agreement for sale so the vendor will draft that mm-hmm. send it to the purchaser's attorney right it's a very manual process <laughs> right it's you're sending paper back and forth some a lot of the time it's literal paper that you're sending mm-hmm. by a courier unfortunately so she'll make any changes that she needs to make mm-hmm. once the agreement for sale has been signed you'll submit your 10% deposit you'll sign that agreement for sale and there's a three month closing period so you'll have you'll have that closing date on it and during that period your attorney if you're the purchaser will conduct all of his due diligence on the property so all of the searches will be done during this time to ensure that you have good and marketable title of the property there's no liens or charges against the property etc etc and those are things that basically have to do with whether the person selling it actually actually owns owns it it. in Barbados we have to go back 20 years to the root of title that doesn't seem like a very long period of time I mean and it's quite a manual process Mm. you have to go to the land registry you have to (laughs) flick through the pages Sometimes you might have a conveyance, you know, someone, a family may have owned the property for 50 years. Right. And you have to go and seek and see that, find that. So um, establishing a good root of title, that's the job of the purchaser's attorney. Okay. And it takes a few months to negotiate. And then, of course, the conveyance will be drafted up. And um, again, a similar a similar process back and forth between all the attorneys wow. to ensure mm-hmm. that it's good. And then a closing date will be set. But it is a lot of tennis there's like 40 steps in a conveyance that and you're relying on each party to get back and that's why it takes so so in total we're looking at maybe eight nine months to get from start to finish well i mean by the time you've found that if 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 you're saying you know many people when they decide they want to buy something it takes them six months just to establish what they want or eight mm-hmm. months just to establish what they want so if i don't know if you want to count that time but from the time you've identified the property that you want mm-hmm. you know it's averaging out five or six months okay. in, in, in my experience. Okay. Kelly, you went anywhere far below or above that in oh. either of your purchases? No, but the difference is is that I bought in developments that were new. Mm, so there was no so ownership the search, track. There was no ownership track or it was very shallow. You didn't have to dig very deep. Okay. If I bought in the country or in a dense area like a Britain's Hill mm-hmm. that has a long history 
of um, residents, it would take longer. But no, I because I bought in developments, it was definitely shorter. But it does take time because I've purchased before a property I don't have anymore and it took as long as six months. Right. So that's an important mm -hmm. thing to think about too. Like not only where you're purchasing in terms of mm -hmm. rentability or whatever the case is, but also the length of time that yes, it, take it to, will take to search for to ownership own. records. Interesting. Especially if the property is if the property that you're buying is mortgage it has a mortgage under it and you are getting a mortgage, it's gonna take because each financial institution only has a certain number of attorneys, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a workload and they're trying to juggle everything. So it's difficult. But I mean, if it's a very clean transaction, the vendor owns his property outright, you have the cash in hand, yeah. it can take a month. Mm -hmm. And you have a diligent you have two diligent attorneys who are willing to act, it can take four weeks. So it just depends. Not that we're saying that attorneys who don't take that amount of time <laughs> are not diligent. It's just <laughs> yes. it's just a matter of certain things yes. have to line up to make it happen right. that quickly. That right. would be the exception and not the norm, right? Right, exactly. Right. Okay, awesome. Um, well, you've both given us a lot to think about. The only one thing I would want to ask is, you've acquired the property now, you've taken your seven, eight months, uh, however long, for everything to be completed. You've been transferred ownership. It is yours including the payment every month. Um, Especially. <laughs> what are some of the factors that you, to, to wrap up, what are some of the factors that you would need to consider to protect your investment now at this point? At this point, at a very basic level, insurance. Okay. You definitely need to have comprehensive homeowner's insurance. And in getting the insurance, make sure if you're renting furnished, you include the value of the furnishings. Mm -hmm. A lot of people try not to do that or they try to self-insure. Um, ask questions. Find out what your deductibles are. Mm -hmm. Find out the different clauses. I find, because I work in insurance, mm -hmm. I realize there are a lot of benefits in different policies that people don't know. Like people don't know, do you know you could claim on burst pipes inside the home and lots of little things that people don't claim on they always think that you know the house needs to burn down <laughs> do your due diligence with a tenant at the end of the day the only thing you don't necessarily want the person that will pay the $1,200 or the $2,000 if you know somebody's going to pay a little less but they have a track record especially if they could get a reference you know to say that this person maintains a property well has never defaulted on payments you will be better off with that person in the long run. In terms of protecting yourself, I think more so in terms of protecting your money, keep a close relationship with the bank because the bank is not going to necessarily call and say, hey, interest rates have gone down and we're going to lower mm. yours. But I can always pick up the phone and say, hey, interest rates have gone down and mine was 4% and guess what? So-and-so is offering 3.5. Can we do something here? Mm -hmm. So I would say continue to maintain the relationship with the lender. So this, the attorney and the real estate agent, because if you ever want another one and they did a good job, go back with them. Mm -hmm. But at a basic level, insurance and doing your due diligence and making sure you have a clear lease. Very detailed. I sent a lease to someone today and it was five pages. And it is nothing that in my head I could have you know, articulated. But an attorney did the lease and it was so specific on everything. Like no one is confused. We think it's just, okay, I give you the keys on this day. You give me X money. No. How is the property he's going to be maintained? Who are paying? Who's paying for the rep, the fees, the common services, the taxes? Get a very clear lease. It also sends the message to your tenant that you are not playing. All right. Make sure you set up things in place to receive your money. Do you want to be driving to the house every end of month? No. This is the account. 
talk to your accountant because at some point you're going to need an accountant to say listen how do i manage my taxes so it's not just protecting the the property but the investment the same way if you had mutual funds you'd protect the investment think of it as an investment and not just a house and you will start to pay attention to all the other little variables that ultimately affect your money awesome thank mm -hmm. you ladies very much was there anything you wanted to add on that lily thank you um maintenance especially in a place like barbados you know um i was just at a program at mit in in real estate finance and development and globally they say that three you should account for three percent of the value of the asset that to go true. towards maintenance okay and on an annual basis on an annual basis mm -hmm. so you have a hundred thousand dollar property three percent is three thousand mm -hmm. dollars just to go towards upkeep no you know because and it, uh, i mean especially here with the salt and mm -hmm and the weather you know we have a couple storms come through and you have to fix up some things okay mm -hmm. awesome well thank you ladies very much y'all have shared a lot of information with us that's very valuable for anyone who's looking to get mm -hmm. on a property ladder or at least to consider and what they need to be thinking about and what they need to be looking yeah. for so thank you again for joining us kelly it was great having you back and lee Thanks it was a delight me. having you here thank you so much it was a delight being with the three of you guys <laughs> thank you so much all right take care goodbye bye bye, bye. Do It For Grantly is a production of Fortress Funds Managers. You can listen to and download all our episodes in all the good places podcasts are available, including SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcast, TuneIn and more. Or on our website, fortressfund.com. That's fortressfund.com, where you can also find this episode's show notes explaining all the financial terms we mentioned in the show. Remember, let us know what you think about the podcast, this episode, or other money matters. You can email us at info at fortressfund.com or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Fortress Fund Managers. Most people find out about podcasts through recommendations, so spread the word and tell your friends about our show. Until next time, I'm Kim Howard. And I'm Omar Kennedy. Thanks for listening.